Assalamualaikum everyone. So, uh, in the last podcast, I spoke about Marshall McLuhan and um, uh, his theories of the media. And uh, I'm going to, you know, I was going over that and I realized that I may need to supplement that a little bit. There's some things that I felt when I heard it again were a little confusing. So I will go with them. But this, is, this podcast is not about that. I'll do a supplementary short 10-minute podcast for that particular theory. This the podcast, the, uh, today's podcast is about uh, the sociological perspectives on the role of media. Now, um, we've, we've spoken at length about various media theorists, well, you know, um, the effects that media has on society, on culture, how all of it is in, interlinked. But um, over the years, in the, in the, you know, in the last um, century or so, perhaps, um, there have been, you know, uh, media sociology has been, um, uh, has come up as not just a field of study, but, but as a perspective of looking at media, of uh, examining media uh, in, its, in its entirety and um, um, uh, connecting it to how these sociological perspectives uh, play a role in mass media and how they, uh, you know, um, influence uh, society and culture in various ways now before i get into that before i get into the three sociological perspectives that i'm going to discuss today i am just going to talk about uh, briefly talk about two models of the media for you to get a better understanding of what i'm you know what um, these theories this particular sociological theories are going to be about i'm going to talk about the hypodermic needle model as well as the interpretive model now the interpretive model is very easy um, both of them are actually very easy. The interpretive model basically suggests, and it's something that I've already said, is that um, the audiences have a more of an, uh, you know, an active role to play as far as uh, dissemination of messages through mass media is concerned. Um, they are not passive observers, passive recipients, and they do participate and they do influence the way media shapes its messages. Um, uh, based on the audience interpretation. The hypodermic needle model, on the other hand, is a little more interesting and it was invented. Um, um, the interpretive model, by the way, came much later than the hypodermic. I realize I should have spoken about hypodermic earlier, but um, since it was easier to describe the interpretive model, um, just um, do understand that this model uh, was, you know, came about in the perhaps the 80s or the 90s, where the spread of mass and the spread of mass media was more um, ha had just taken off. Let's say, okay, the internet was still not there, but because there was uh, television and widely circulated newspapers, uh, and in the 90s there was the advent of satellite TV, so the interpretive model. Um, became more applicable um the hypodermic needle model now the hypodermic needle in you know if you if you look at it scientifically what it is is it basically it's um it's a scientific term of of um injecting you with um with you know a chemical or a drug or whatever you want to call it that kind of numbs the mind that kind of numbs the senses and makes you uh uh, you know how they say go with the flow makes you easy going like this is the scientific explanation of a hypodermic needle now um, in that sense if uh, the media is considered 
uh, as the hypodermic needle. This is also, by the way, known as the magic bullet model. And the media is considered to be the hypodermic needle, where, wherein the chemical or the drug inside the hypodermic needle is the message that the media is sending to you, and it's being injected directly into the audiences. And it suggests that. Um, you know, uh, it, it the media plays a very vital role to influence people's minds because once that message is injected, the people will react or respond in a way that the media expects them to. This model was invented in the 30s and uh, it is particularly interesting to look at in the context of the Second World War, which is when this model came about. Because um, if you remember when we were talking about public opinion and propaganda earlier on in our courses, I spoke about, you know, the Nazi propaganda against the Jews during the Second World War and um, the you know it is this this propaganda machinery that uh, the Germans created uh, uh, back then to uh, uh, the Nazis created sorry back then to influence all of Germany and tell them and you know other e European countries that um, basically uh, Jews are the uh, root of all evil and they must be exterminated um, and it did work, right? It did work back then, and it did influence people, and it did cause what we now call the Holocaust. Uh, now, you have to understand that this model may or may not be applicable today. It's a, it's a little, you know, ev with everything that we've studied so far, this feels like a bit of a gray area to me also. Back in the 30s, mass media was not that widespread. Television also had not, um, you know, the every household did not have a television like television did, had not even come into existence back then so the uh, you know a lot of the propaganda machinery it was able to work and was successful because the access to information was limited um, that is why the you know um, Harold Laswell who came up with this theory of the hypodermic needle model he felt that it it uh, really does work um, and audiences are in fact passive recipients of information. Um, another example of this is a very famous radio broadcast, sorry, broadcast, broadcast, uh, um, that occurred in the US in 1938. So War of the Worlds is a very popular, is a, is a you know, a cult classic, it's a, it's a, um, um, a novel that was written by Orson Welles and they, uh, um, a radio broad broadcast was eventually made on it because back then it was radio, right? That was the dominant means of communication. It was print and radio and there was no TV. So in Halloween on Halloween 1938, um, the, during one of the episodes of War of the Worlds, uh, the program was interrupted by um, an urgent announcement, announcement of a Martian invasion. Um, now you have to remember, I, I think I may have mentioned this in class before, but you have to remember this was a time where there was no, again, once again, no access to information. Newspapers would come out the next day, there was no internet, it was not the digital age, there was no TV even, so there was no way of people, uh, for people to know whether or not this was true. So this created mass panic uh, across the United States and theorists said, uh, they used this example to quote that, look, the hypodermic needle model actually works and people will believe whatever they are told they really do not have an active part to play in the um in the receiving and perhaps even framing and constructing of information okay now i'm just um these uh 
you know whatever reservations and um criticisms aside these are the uh, the models as is today i feel like there's a bit of a mix between the two the you know for a, a, a lot of the times audiences will passively accept all information and then sometimes they will react to it it's it's um um it's a, let's say it's a very strange time to be alive because um given the the you know information overload that we suffer from it's sometimes it can be not always but sometimes it can be hard to predict uh, audience behavior now coming to the sociological perspectives on the role of the media in society the first one is the limited effects theory now this uh, is interesting and i think i may have spoken about selective hearing earlier on in um in the class so the um, in class and the limited effects effects theory says that people generally choose to watch or read um whatever they already believe in uh and the media exerts a very negligible influence so this is essentially selective listening we always are inclined to listen and view uh, listen to and view those things that we you know somewhere at the back of our head we are sort of kind of already you know in agreement with even if if we don't know uh, that we are in agreement with it this model came about in the um in the 40s and the 50s and it was uh, proposed by the austrian american sociologist paul lazar lazarus felt sorry uh, please excuse my pronunciation um according to lazarus felt lazarus felt studies found that well informed people relied relied more on personal experience uh, prior knowledge and reasoning and um, so essentially the role of the media he uh, said was limited and media experts he said can could only sway uh, the in, uh, the opinion of those who were less informed um okay right so this is what he said that the those who are well informed or are you know well read or know a lot more about what is happening around the world a lot a lot less likely to be influenced by what the media is saying um i'm going to give you an example in today's context in the again the current situation that we find ourselves in these extraordinary circumstances so the coronavirus which uh, uh, you know first um, uh, came into existence or was detected was in humans was detected in uh, this particular strain in december 2019 in china and then subsequently it spread to all of the world and pakistan is no exception now um one of the things that they uh, one of the things recommended you know as per the who guidelines and you know um other other health uh, health organizations and even doctors and professionals or uh, all all medical or healthcare professionals they've been say, talking about is social distancing and they're saying that you can only spread prevent the spread of this virus if you stay away from other people and isolate yourselves and only go out uh when you really need to go out and don't meet people um uh unnecessarily now um one aspect of this has been the the congregation prayer congregation right so now we all know that um in the masjids here in pakistan or you know any muslim country five times a day and everybody goes for prayer and it's it's a it's a hot bed for the virus because a lot of people in close proximity 
um, uh, the la- uh, um, last um, over the last few weeks uh, the uh, Sindh government took a step to ban uh, prayers uh, prayer congregations in masjids and when the, when it first came into effect it was the next day was a friday so friday is a uh, friday prayers uh, fri- friday afternoon so her prayers is an exceptionally busy time in the masjids because a lot of people go say juma right um if you remember there was a clip that went viral on on facebook about um a lot of these people who were fighting outside of one of the masjids in karachi and insisting uh, there was a police commissioner a police officer who was a commissioner officer whoever who was inside and would lock the gates and he wouldn't let the people and the people were constantly arguing and it was like a very heated argument now um if you remember um you know it was it was really shocking to to see that because i i kept on you know i in, in the back of my mind i kept on thinking that these people who have been repeatedly told that you need to stay home for yourself for your family members for others around you you could infect an entire population you could be res- responsible one person alone can be respo- responsible for infecting anywhere between 2 to 50 people and then just imagine the spread it's an expo- exponential spread now these people were just unwilling to uh, unwilling to listen and they went to fr- friday namaz anyway right and um, anybody who's seen that video will will uh, or you know have who's experienced this that people re- refuse to follow the order and they would still go to the mosque uh, they still went to the mosque that friday they you know it's you're just shocked that itna media pe batane ke bawajood itna samjhane ke bawajood itne you know influencers ne bola hai itne celebrities ne bola hai um jo policy makers hain government officials hain health care professionals hain you know uh public opinion uh, uh you know public opinion jo log banane mein madad karte hain experts hain kaun nahi hai jisne iske bare mein baat nahi ki social distancing ke bare mein but regardless these people uh, ignored all these warnings and they still went ahead now um this in to my mind is a you know is an example of the 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 limited effects theory that people will only listen to uh what they want to listen to so if you tell uh, anybody that don't go to masjid to pray right um is is circumstances is circumstance ke ilawa bhi hamari conditioning aisi hui hui hai for muslims at least ke aapne masjid ja ke namaz padhni hai right for the men at least to aap kaise nahi ja sakte aur khas kar jumae ki namaz pe so since childhood that is what the conditioning has been like and um anybody who says अदरवाइज़ के यू नो कि घर में आप नमाज़ पढ़ लें या आप बीमार हैं तो आप ना जाएँ बाहर यू नो देर देर ऑल्सो लाइक आई थिंक सेंग्स बाय यू नो हदीस से भी ये साबित है कि इफ़ यू इफ यू आर सिक इफ़ यू आर अनवेल यू शूडेंट गो द मॉस्क एंड प्रे बिकॉज यू डोंट वॉन्ट टू गिव द सेम डिजीज टू अदर पीपल बट रिगार्डलेस पीपल वेंट बिकॉज आपकी कंडीशनिंग ऐसी हुई है और वो बात सुनने को ही तैयार नहीं है बिकॉज इट इज़ समथिंग दैट दे डू नॉट बिलीव इन दे डू नॉट अग्री विद दे डू नॉट बिलीव इन सो ऑल दीज मैसेजेस दीज सोशल मीडिया मैसेजेस हैव बिन फॉलोइंग ऑन डेफ ईयर्स एंड आई थिंक वन वन सोशल मीडिया अदरवाइज यू नो इवन ऑन टी वी और अदर फॉर्म्स ऑफ मास मीडिया प्रिंट देख लें आप बिल बोर्ड्स देख लें यू नो बहुत सारे तरीके हैं ये मैसेज को स्प्रेड करने के लिए लेकिन किसी ने 
अभी तक एटलीस्ट टू माई नॉलेज टिल द टाइम ऑफ दिस रिकॉर्डिंग इस बात पर तोज्जो नहीं दी खास तोज्जो नहीं दी है और इसमें एक जो रोल है जो बड़ा रोल है आई थिंक जो आपके जो रिलीजस लीडर्स हैं उनका भी है एंड दे हैव अ बिग रोल टू प्ले इन दिस एंड दे हैव दे हैव अ बिग पार्ट टू प्ले इन दिस हैंग ऑन या सॉरी so they have a they have a big part to play in this and uh, they they could have they could have um, you know influenced uh, this decision they could have uh, they could have used the the um, uh, the collective influence of their voice um, and of uh, their uh, authority of the influence that they wield उनका जो अपना जो इख्तियार है उसको जो रिलीजस लीडर्स हैं वो बिल्कुल इस इस चीज़ के लिए यूज़ करके लोगों को बता सकते थे और गाइड कर सकते थे कि आपने जो है फ़िलहाल आपने मस्जिदों में नहीं जाना बट ऐसा नहीं हुआ और जब ये हुआ तो बहुत देर से हुआ जब बहुत सारे जो हैं और इस किस्म के जो इस तरह के जो और जो यू नो रिलीजस इन्फ्लुंसर्स कह लें उनको उन्होंने जब इस पर बात करना शुरू की तो काफ़ी देर से बात हुई और वो भी फिर बहुत क्लियर कट बात नहीं की उन्होंने यू नो इट वॉजेंट अ वेरी डिफिनेटिव डरेक्ट सॉर्ट ऑफ मैसेज इट वॉज इट वॉज वेरी वेग आई फेल्ट एंड आई स्टिल टू दिस थिंग टू दिस डे आई फील लाइक इट्स स्टिल वेरी Uh, vague and this message could have been communicated better so that in itself i feel is is as an example of the limited effects theory now what are some of the criticisms one major criticism actually of the limited effects theory is that it does not take into account the media's role in framing now we all know that media plays a big role in film framing and agenda setting and um, it frames the debate um in such a manner so that the uh, you know media the even the mem- members of the media are asking questions direct uh, with regards to um that particular uh, agenda right um and that in itself affects the outcome of the decision that is um being made now um in this particular context i do feel that the media jo congregation pe jo baat thi wo framing uski acche tarike se nahi ki gayi aur uski framing behtar ho sakti thi the media could have made it their agenda they could have um, um, you know they could have done it better in, even in, uh, you know when when talk shows regarding the friday prayers or you know any kind of congregation not just friday even regular days ki jab congregation ki baat hui to जो मीडिया टॉक शो होस्ट थे और जो यू नो इस तरह के जो पॉपुलर पर्सनालिटीज़ थे उन्होंने उस उसको आई फील लाइक उसको वो इम्पोर्टेंस भी नहीं दी और जो ये इन शोज़ पे जो बात हुई फॉर इंस्टेंस काशिफ अब्बासी अब्बासी हैं शाहजेब खान ज़्यादा हैं इस तरह के और जो दूसरे शोज़ हैं जो लोग करते हैं टेलीविजन पर उन्होंने जिस तरह से इस टॉपिक पे बात की वो यू नो इट वाज लाइक अ मिर्च मसाला टाइप ऑफ टॉपिक इट वाज मोर सेंसेशनलाइज्ड देन एनीथिंग एल्स इट वाज नॉट अ सिविलाइज्ड डिबेट इट वाज नॉट समथिंग दैट 
that was uh, taken uh, seriously and it was just done from the perspective of um you know increasing tv ratings and that is you know that is the overall goal right at the at the end of the day anything that that uh, that um the media that especially tv uh, they put out there and even social media it is all about the ratings and the engagement and ऑब्वियसली एक बड़ा कंसर्न ये होता है कि अगर उस तरीके से उस इन्फॉर्मेशन को सेंसेशनलाइज करके नहीं प्रजेंट किया जाएगा तो रेटिंग्स नहीं आएंगी एंड वी ऑल नो दैट सो इसमें जो है इस थियोरी में जो क्रिटिसिज्म है कि वो फ्रेमिंग को फ्रेमिंग का जो एस्पेक्ट है उसको कंसिडर नहीं किया जाता एंड यू कैन अग्री विद इट यू कैन डिसग्री विद इट यू यू नो फील फ्री टू से दैट नो द मीडिया डिड प्ले अ बेटर मच बेटर रोल देन आई थिंक आई एम सेंग इट डिड एंड वी कैन हैव अ डिस्कशन अबाउट इट द सेकेंड थियोरी इज द क्लास डोमिनेंट थियोरी नॉ दिस केम अबाउट्स राउंड अबाउट द एटीज़ और द नाइन्टीज़ यू नो एटीज़ नाइन्टीज़ का जो पीरियड था जब टी भी आ चुका था एंड जब मास मीडिया का एक कॉन्सेप्ट लोगों के जहन में आ गया था एंड उसमें क्लास डोमिनेंट थियोरी फ्राम अ सोशोलॉजिकल परस्पेक्टिव सेज द मीडिया रिफ्लेक्ट्स द व्यू ऑफ द इलीट हु कंट्रोल इट रादर दैन द मेजोरिटी इलीट्स हु कंट्रोल मीडिया कॉपोरेशन दे डिकटेट द इंफॉर्मेशन दैट इज़ बींग डिस्पर्सड एंड दे कीप द मेजोरिटी ऑक्यूपाइड विथ ट्रिवियल मैटर्स फॉर एग्जाम्पल फॉर एग्जाम्पल यू नो सेलेब्रिटी न्यूज़ राइट तो किस सेलेब्रिटी ने किससे शादी की दैट बिकम्स द टॉप स्टोरी ऑफ द डे एंड इट्स नॉट जस्ट इन पाकिस्तान इट्स अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड इफ यू लुक एट टैबलॉइड्स इफ यू लुक एट दीज यू नो टेलीविजन चैनल्स इस तरह की जो ट्रिवियल स्टोरीज हैं उसको इतना बड़ा चढ़ा के एग्जैजरेट करके एंड इतनी इंपॉर्टेंस दी जाती है दैट द ऑडियंस के बिकम्स ऑक्यूपाइड विद दीज ट्रिवियल मैटर्स एंड दे डोंट दे डोंट दे काइंड ऑफ फोगेट अबाउट द रियल इश्यूज़ एंड पाकिस्तान में भी हम यही देखते हैं छोटी छोटी चीज़ों में हमें उलझा दिया उलझा दिया जाता है ऐसी स्टोरीज में जो यू नो जो ऑनेस्टली देर यू नो दॉरी बिगर थिंग्स हैपनिंग इन द कंट्री बट वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट फॉर इंस्टेंस मीराज इंग्लिश और आई डोंट नो हाउ हाउ अ सेलेब्रिटी हैड अ डेस्टिनेशन वेडिंग और यू नो समे मायरा खान वॉज ड्रेस्ड और a cricketer as english you know that becomes the top story of the day but we are hardly focusing on the real issues the real problems because the media is not portraying it because the people who control the media do not want those issues to come forward so for example unethical behavior corporate behavior jo hota hai jo ek bahut badi cheez hai jo multinationals hain jahan bahut kism ka unethical behavior hota hai harassment hoti hai bullying hoti hai um poor work conditions um you know being um working you know overtime and extra hours without any compensation these are all the real issues that for instance that can come to the forefront but they are not um you know critics say that the control of the news media lies the criticism of this theory is that control of the news media lies beyond the reach of the large corporate offices and it's elsewhere and that the quality of news depends actually on good journalists now i would really 
in an ideal world i would really like to agree with this that you know the quality of the news depends on good journalists and please don't think that i'm saying that there are no more good journalists aisi baat nahi hai bahut acche journalists bhi hain jo bahut acha kaam kar rahe hain and who are resisting the pressure and who are standing up to the pressure but um, a lot of these so called journalists that we see today they are in fact towing the corporate line and they are um you know they're not doing the stories that they should be doing because it will bring focus to large corporations to the um, the elites i guess you can call it that um the you know the corporate elites and um their unethical practices bad business practices how they're exploiting uh, communities um uh, groups of people and um uh, you know um taking away uh, time resource energy from the communities that actually deserve it um and iska ek bada isme ek bada masla ye hai ki a lot of these corporate organizations um who may not be directly owning the media but they do provide the sponsorships right so this is where the media how the media makes them money the, its money through sponsors through ad revenues and if these corporate sponsors pull out and they don't give them the advertisements um or the airtime um sorry the ads uh, that will help the, uh, you know that will help the organization run the media organization run jo unke kharche poore kar sake jo unki running costs hain jo salaries etc hain wo de sake so what are they going to do how are they going to make the money um and as i had said before that you know media in its entirety was never supposed to be a profit making entity but somewhere along the line i think um um people who owned the media realized that they can in fact uh make money off the media through the dissemination of information and it's actually a very profitable way of making money and of doing business um so i do think the class dominant theory is very applicable there may be good journalists here and there ek do honge jo who resist the pressure and who do good stories and relevant stories regardless but if you remember jo humne shadows of liberty wali jo documentary dekhi thi aur aapne baad mein jab dekhi to usme bahut si aisi stories thi jo bahut important thi and they had been killed and they had been you know nobody ever really spoke about it because it was just it didn't make for good business sense the final theory the culturalist theory which i already spoke about in my last podcast with uh, regards to marshall mcluhan um also came about in the 80s and the 90s and uh, it is you can what you can say is that it is a combination of both theories um cultural cultures say that uh, people interact with the media to create their own meanings and um it shows the audience playing an active role um people interpret the material based on their knowledge personal perspective um plays a huge role um right and uh, uh, you know but to an extent the flow of information in that sense you know while the audience is actively receiving information and analyzing and interpreting it depending on their own fields of experience and whatever prior knowledge they have um at the same time uh, the cultural theorists say that you know there's a lot of uh, the control of information is 
through these large corporates at the end of the day so uh, people you know people will still react to the information that is being presented to them they will have an opinion they will have something to say about it they will provide feedback but it is also at the end of the day controlled information that is what cultural culturalist theory says now um a good example of this uh, and i'm um you know i'm going to talk about uh, again uh, from both perspectives like from the control of information and then you know people making in their own inter- interpretations of it was the maria b story that um Uh, occurred recently where Maria B was a famous Pakistani designer um whose husband was arrested because the husband or apparently the family they told their cook who had to- tested positive for covid-19 uh sent them away to his village and uh, they tried to hide apparently hide that information from the media and instead of quarantining the cook in their own house and quarantining themselves isolating themselves for 14 days um they did not follow any of those practices so um you know the news broke that he was arrested the her husband was arrested and then she made a video you know appealing to the prime minister and whoever is crying that you know that this should not have happened and this is not how we should be treated this is not uh the system that is followed in punjab etc etc and then the husband got released and they made another video about um what actually happened a 20 minute video where both the husband and wife are sitting and where they're talking about you know this is what happened this is what happened uh we asked the cook and he himself decided that he wanted to go and we paid for his fare all of that right so i'm sure you must have watched that clip also um and then there were a couple of celebrities who also endorsed them and they said that they you know these two are good people and i don't know why people are hating on them so much um etc etc so the information was controlled in the sense that um you know we have these public figures uh, the celebrities who endorsed the the husband and wife maria b and her husband and the the couple themselves who you know um let's call them cultural elites if not corporate elites but they 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 do belong to that section and the inflow of information was controlled in the sense that they you know they went ahead and they presented their side of the story but the masses especially those on the uh, the the people on social media they reacted to it very differently uh, honestly i think maria b and her husband did not anticipate the response they got on the the second video that they made where they you know try to explain the whole thing and so the audience did have an active part to play in it and to respond to the information that was giving given to them even if it was controlled information even if it was you know if um, um, uh, the entire picture let's assume had not been presented uh, because we never never got to hear the cook side of the story the cook you know had gone back to his village so we don't know and so the, in that sense the information was controlled right we did we did get a um, you know um a statement of two from the police but we never really got to hear the cook side of the story what he actually said um regardless you know the audience still responded and they did not respond in the way that um maria b and her husband expected them to respond and so the audience did play an active part in interpreting that information and drawing their own conclusions um pertaining uh, to what information was presented to them 
Okay, that concludes my podcast on sociological perspectives on the role of the media. Um, uh, once again, I will be available for Q and A uh, pertaining to this. So, if you have any questions, if you want to ask me on WhatsApp, if you want to call me, a Skype session, Zoom session, you know, whatever works for you, I'm available. I can do one-on-one Q and Q and A sessions also, and I can do a group session as well. Um, yeah so we will continue this and i will continue i will like i said i'll record a very short podcast regarding uh, marshall mcluhan's towards the end i felt like there, there was a little bit of confusion from my end like the way i presented that information so i'm just going to clarify that and put that up as well all right um i will speak to you guys soon bye